You want to go where everybody knows your name. We're talking cheers. Hit it. It was 1982. Doctors performed the first implant of a permanent artificial heart. Italy won the World Cup. The first CD player was sold in Japan, and the Cheers staff and regulars tried to have a wonderful Christmas. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. It's Lisa from Sass and Sips podcast. Lisa, how's it going? Hi, Jerry. I am doing well. Thank you. How are you? You know, I'm all right. Much better than last week. <laughs> good to hear. Always good to hear. So, I mean, um, you know, it's been a crazy time here, but it uh, with all the, the shutdowns and growing numbers, but, you know, I, I still manage to kind of get out there a little bit when I can and do what I need to do, but I can't say that I've been to too many bars lately. What about you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the last year and a half or so um a, a couple of times but yeah. sparingly uh, yeah. and some of it was outdoors so which is nicer yes mm -hmm. we'll take it anytime <laughs> but uh, we're here today to talk cheers um like what's your general you know history or you know what's your experience with cheers uh, it just it just reminds me of being a kid um yeah. it's one of those shows where for me anyway like once you hear the theme song, mm -hmm. it just brings you right back. And it's yeah. just, it, it gives you that good feeling right, right about here in your chest, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I remember when it was ending, uh, I think I was like in junior high about to go to to high school or, or maybe I was a freshman about to be a sophomore. I don't remember, but for band that year at our, our final concert, they're like, Hey, we're going to play the cheers theme song. You know, it's, it's the last episode, mm -hmm. the season, the series is ending. So I, and I remember being on stage and playing it and uh, the crowd was like just mesmerized because, I mean, it was like a big thing. Cheers was like such a part of our lives for like so long. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just no, like, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm like, I'm right there again. You know, it's just, I mean, I was born in 79. So the first few seasons or so, I mean, obviously I don't really remember them right. except as watching them when I was older, but but it was just something that was on, you know, back mm -hmm. then TV, you had to be there to watch it. So right. it was just one of those shows that was always on when it was on. And, and it was the kind of show that you wanted to sit and watch with your parents mm -hmm. and, and, you know, not find something else to do. Yeah, exactly. Even if we didn't uh, really know everything that was going on, you know, if we didn't quite understand all the details about it, we just knew it was funny because there's still some, a few slapstick bits here and there. Um, you know, some humor. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was great. And I'm the same way. I was, I'm right behind. He was born 1980. Uh, and so it was like one of those things. I just remember it always being on, you know, and it ran from uh, 82 to 93. 
which you know is quite a long time for a sitcom. A lot of sitcoms nowadays don't even get you know five seasons, let alone that many. So I, I mean, it's just I remember it always being there. And so when it ended, it was like it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then of course Sam and Diane. Everybody remembers Sam and Diane. <laughs> oh yeah, they were they were like the uh, Luke Luke and Laura after Luke and Laura. That's right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the Jim and Pam, but before Jim and Pam. But yeah, yeah. So we definitely just aged ourselves. But yes. <laughs> That's right. That's, you know, I it's an 80s podcast, so I think they they understand that uh you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean there's a few things uh this episode I didn't remember at all. Um which is surprising because I I even I usually remember at least bits and pieces of some of the stuff I recover I, I uh that we cover in this podcast, but I didn't remember this one like at all. Neither did I. Yeah, and uh which is uh, I mean I guess, I mean, it actually was really good. I really enjoyed the episode. Um, and it makes me want to go back and like binge Cheers again, because it's been like probably a decade since I've seen mm-hmm. it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, there was a few little things here and there that was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. I, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I know why I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> and it's so funny because I feel that I am more familiar with the earlier episodes, like the Diane episodes, the Diane, than the yeah. Rebecca episodes, which is so weird because... By the time the Rebecca episodes aired, I would have been much, you know, older in the sense that, like, I could remember what I was watching. Yeah, same. You here. know, I mean, I was 10, 11, 12, you know, those ages as they were airing. So you would think, don't, how come you don't remember this? But no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand completely. Uh, and I just remember the the will they, won't they of, of Sam and Diane was just like such a huge thing. Uh, you know, it was like back and forth. They were on again. They were off again. And then with Rebecca, the only thing I really remember is that he was really trying to chase her for a while and nothing ever really right. happened. And she, and and she, she like was always into, uh, yeah, she was always into the guy. Uh, and they mentioned his name in the episode. And, and for the life of me, now I can't. Was it Drake? Maybe. Or the, Drake or the, Robin. I think there was a Robin in there, too. Oh, uh, maybe him. Yeah, it, it was the guy who was like the head of the company. And, right, and she yes. was just so head over heels for him. But he never really gave her the time of day. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just remember uh, having a crush on on uh, Shelley Long. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, because I, I was into Star Trek when, when I was little. So when uh, Rebecca came on and it was Kirstie Alley, I remembered her from Star Trek 3. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is the one. I like this one. <laughs> but for Sam, yeah, Sam always felt more like he belonged with Diane than he did with Rebecca. They did compliment each other well. They did. Yes, very much. Because he was like that every man uh, kind of, you know, he was an ex-baseball player. So he was just, And she was very much that, um, I don't want to say uppity, but, you know, just very learned, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe a little uppity. But. Right. Like that was that was her full-time profession was like being a part-time student. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, it's not too bad of a gig, I guess, if you can afford it, might as well. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, this particular episode is called um, Christmas Cheers. Now, in this one, I mean, there's kind of a few subplots going on. Of course, Fraser is there with Lilith. And I remember when Lilith was introduced, not liking her at all as well. I, I love Lilith. I mean, she it's it's <laughs> nice. It's one of the things that I like is how almost unlikable she is. Yeah. And, and that's what makes to me, that's what makes her great is like she was the first one to just you know, I don't, I don't care. I don't give, 
you know, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I can curse, but you know, um, yeah, just <laughs> and you know, I I'm me, I'm this is who I am, and mm-hmm. deal with it, deal with it, yeah, right. yeah, I get to, and I I actually did like her with Fraser. Um, so when they split up, I, I remember even as a kid being like, like, why are they getting what, what's what's going on? I don't get it. You know, I was I was just surprised by it. It was something that was just I, I didn't understand um, because I thought they complemented each other really mm-hmm. well as well. Right. Um, just like I didn't like Diane with Frazier, uh, even though they were both intellectuals, but he seemed too stiff for her. She needed more of that. You know, I don't know, just. I don't want to say a man's man, but because uh, that's terrible. But you know what I mean. She just needed someone <laughs> a little more uh, uh, masculine than Fraser, I suppose. Like she felt a little more down to earth, even though she was an intellectual. Right. Fraser always just felt kind of stiff and mm-hmm. you know, and and at that level. Uh, yeah. But Lilith, I thought, actually was a good match for him. So when they broke up, I just I was I didn't get it as a kid. But you know, relationships, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. yeah exactly yeah. yeah we've all been there yes yes um yeah so um particularly in this episode um we have a few subplots so we have fraser who's never doesn't quite get christmas he's just very cynical he's beat down we have sam trying to get into um into rebecca's pants again uh by you know and and actually being a little surprised that everybody got her gifts which i thought was kind of funny Mm-hmm. why wouldn't you get you know people you work with a gift if it's that close yeah i mean like i get it if you're in a big company you know i mean you can't afford gifts for everybody but you know especially like your team you know usually mm-hmm. you get something for it. um so we have that one we have norm as a as a santa and and that little subplot as well which i really enjoyed and then finally we have cliff and his subplot of uh try- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like a feed uh feed the needy uh mm-hmm. toys for tots kind of thing except with canned goods and so you, if you fill it up then he'd get a vacation and <laughs> right so all these little subplots that i think they actually quite uh weaved pretty well you know they intertwined them i thought very very um successfully i think that that was one of the beautiful things about this show is that you did have this the the cast who was at the heart, you know, mm-hmm. basically the staff of Cheers, but you had all the secondary characters who were basically main characters, even though they weren't. Yeah. I mean, you had Norm and Cliff and Frazier and 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 there was always still, like you said, like the little stories that they had mm-hmm. and everything was just so well put together that you not you didn't after hearing what you've just said. Mm-hmm. It really, it really gives it a new perspective because you just don't even realize how many stories are going on at the same time until somebody says it like, then there's this story and this story. And you're like, oh, damn, there was. And, <laughs> that's right, yeah. and you just don't even realize it. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's that's life. Everybody's got their own story because they're living their own lives. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a good show, um, like you said, can can make it happen and make it make you unaware that it's actually happening. So, like, you can always tell a bad movie because you're like, OK, well, there's this going on and then there's this going on. And, you know, it's just it's so. Um, it, it just doesn't mesh well, I think. And and in this case, I think they they really did. Uh, they kind of just flow one another, you know, because they're just like popping in and out, just like people do in everyday lives. And so yeah. I really appreciated the writing in this episode. I do like uh, the one like 
I don't know if I'd say plot point. It's more just like a a gag or gimmick. But I did like how everybody kind of uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" came on, <laughs> kind of bookended it. You know, so uh-huh. it it opens up with like them, you know, complaining that "It's a Wonderful Life" is on again, and they're like, "How many times are going to show this this stupid thing?" And uh, it turns out that they were going to show it for like six straight days in a row, or something right, like, like every that. day until New Year's. <laughs> and they're just making fun of it and saying how terrible it is, and <laughs> and then. Everybody just starts kind of crying and wiping their tears at the end. <laughs> they got something in their eyes. And... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I enjoy uh, And let me ask you real quick, because there are some people that say It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie. Where do you fall on it? So I fall in the category of I have never actually seen the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So if <laughs> you, if you know right. me, you know that that's not a shock. But for most people, that's a shock. Yes. Because um, yes. I know it's it's just such a classic movie. And mm-hmm. and it does come on um, around the holidays. But my family was more of a um, a Christmas carol. Okay. Family. So that's like my uncle. Um, if we would go spend the holidays in his house, that's what would play. No, oh, okay. he always watched it on Christmas Eve. Nice. The yeah. uh the 1951, I think it is. Uh, it was in black and white. Yeah, yeah. So probably. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, and I remember watching Miracle on 34th Street more often than I did It's a Wonderful Life. But even then, uh now it's like my mom and my brother's favorite Christmas movie. So they're like all about It's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen it. You've never uh, seen Miracle the, on 34th Street? No, yet? yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it, I was I was an adult before I even saw um, A Christmas Story. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I never understood the references growing up. And then finally, one day, somebody was like, you know that that's from this movie? And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, now it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I got to. Well, no worries. I was just curious because uh, we kind of have a debate uh, myself and a few of the other Christmas podcast hosts about whether It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie or not, because really only the very end, uh, like like it's bookended with with Christmas and everything is like all about his life in between. And so it, uh, you know, they, there's a few that are like, no, it's not a it's not a Christmas movie. But a so lot of people. It's like the diehard. Uh... Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's, yeah. Yeah. The, the diehard of the forties, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of, where do you fall on the diehard argument? No, the movie I have not seen all the way through. <laughs> okay. I know it's, you know what it is? It's not available for rent anywhere, like for watching on any streaming apps. Yeah. Which is and I, I, I have never found it. So it's just one of those things where you catch it, but mm-hmm. you know, I kind of think it's a Christmas movie. I mean, why set it at Christmas if it's not supposed to be a Christmas movie? Yeah, I hear you. The uh, the book that it's based on is is a Christmas novel, essentially. You know, same okay. thing. It's set at Christmas, um, and I know there's a lot of Christmas in it, so I it makes sense. And so for me, uh, I personally think it's just an action movie set at Christmas. But my for as far as my show goes, it's considered a Christmas movie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I and, give a lot and of leeway. why can't it be both? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. See, that's that's the kind of thinking. That's why I asked you on. Uh, this episode here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, it starts off with that. They're watching It's a Normal Life and, and that's like the gag and that'll come back later on. But really um, the, at the heart of it is is Sam. And Sam's always been kind of the main character, but you know, he's he's on this quest essentially to to do as little as possible. And uh, but at the same time, try to to 
just hook up with Rebecca. So when mm-hmm. he finds out that everybody's like given her gifts and he doesn't have one, he runs out to like go find a gift at like 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve or something, <laughs> which you know, maybe nowadays isn't such a, a, a big deal, but in the eighties, like, I mean, most things were no. closed by like five or six, Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, at yeah. least here in Texas. I don't know about up there in New York. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Um, gotcha. A lot of shops do still close early, but maybe not the big chains. So, no, you know, maybe Macy's mm-hmm. might be open. Gotcha. You know, if you had a big, I don't know, um, tar- well, there was no targets, but um like ANS or Macy's or mm-hmm. I don't know, some, some big chains department store type thing might be open. And even then, I don't even know if it would have been till 10 o'clock and New York is the kind of place where you can get anything at any time. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if you could shop on Christmas Eve in the eighties, but yeah. well, at 10 o'clock at night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but in Boston, I mean, not that, not that Boston is like some, you know, what is it like a, a, for pony town is i don't know how the expression goes for that, but, i know what you're talking about but, yeah <laughs> i mean it's a it, you know it's a city but still it's like you're out of luck buddy yeah you, you just know <laughs> yes exactly and so i mean it's like a whole thing where he's he's trying his best he's like going place to place they're like closing and then um he happens to run into a stewardess or flight attendant i suppose they, uh, they're called who, I think they uh, were still called stewardesses. I think they were still then. called stewardesses. Yeah, yeah. I think it wasn't. <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to pick up on all the the new lingo. Uh, I'm still stuck in the '80s, so I'll say, I'll say things like "rad." But uh, and so he he kept, he happens upon a flight attendant who um, is doing some shopping, and he thinks she's like angelic because you know she's she's a lifesaver. Literally, she's like, "Yeah, I have some presents. Uh, I'm not going to be able to." to to get a flight wherever i'm just going to go visit my mom and family so uh, you know i have a, a couple of presents you probably could could have and so mm-hmm. he brings her back but at the same time you know he's also kind of lonely and he's kind of a lothario kind of guy so <laughs> you know womanizer so he's like all right well maybe we'll have a nice evening together so you know he's also i guess doing a little christmas shopping for himself like <laughs> you could say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so they go back to Cheers and, and uh, there's there's that that we're dealing with. At the same time, while all this is going on, Fraser is just like just so cynical about Christmas. And the whole time, you know, uh, he and Lilith, they're kind of uh, he's kind of biting her head off, basically just snapping at her about, you know, Christmas. And, uh, you know, he sees something he's like, oh, yeah, that's you know, that's what it, what happens at Christmas time or nothing says Christmas in America in the 80s. Like you know, a bunch of Santas, you know, uh, trying to get a cab from a bar, something like that. I yeah. Mean, everything about him is just so like Debbie Downer. But he's like that by, by tomorrow morning, everybody will be knee deep in wrapping paper saying, is this really what I got? Yeah, that's right. Which, you know, I was always very grateful for my presence, but there, you know, there was always like that one box of like, shirts or socks or something oh, just like, yeah uh, why? Right. right yeah now as an adult it's like oh socks i know but when you're 10 it's like really i, I want a nintendo a nintendo <laughs> yes oh man that was a great great year that year <laughs> yeah and so i mean it's like that now woody also he's got his own thing going on because while Fraser's kind of feeling really cynical woody who's like the uh you know the second bartender 
he or assistant, I don't know what they're called, but he actually um, is going to be starring in like a little local production. And so while he's, you know, it's like a little Christmas play. And so he's not going to be home for like the first time in like ever for Christmas. And uh, so I like his thing where he he like gets a phone call from his mom and he's, you know, talking to her on the phone and he's like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a man now, mom. I don't need to go home. And then he just kind of breaks down weeping. <laughs> I thought that was a, that was a pretty good bit there. Yeah. They start talking about the, um, the nativity scene and, and Balthazar is his favorite. And <laughs> yeah, he's just like, Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I thought that was funny. And they talk about, the uh the stuffing you know the that she makes and it's like dry like so super dry, dry you can gag on it <laughs> <laughs> bone dry <laughs> which i like stuffing i like it a lot you know or yeah, dressing whatever you want to call it but i'm not sure i like it bone dry that just seems ridiculous i like it with a lot of gravy yes. so that it's you know just yeah, nice and mushy exactly it's got a it's you know it needs something some sort of moisture in there so every time you mentioned bone dry and, and, you know, gagging and all that stuff, I was like, no, why, Woody, why? <laughs> uh, I did like that there was that fun little turn of events where uh, Sam accidentally gives Rebecca some diamond earrings from that lady's, you know, uh, she's mm-hmm. like, here, g- give me, give her this. And it's like some $500 diamond earrings. And uh, it was supposed to be earmuffs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And but how do you not check? How do you just pick something and say, oh, I have I have these great earmuffs here, knowing, especially knowing that you have a box with diamond ring, diamond earrings and it's, you know, exactly the same size. He goes, just give me a second. Let me let me just make sure these are the five dollar earmuffs and not the five hundred dollar. Right. Diamond exactly. Yes, exactly. That makes no sense. But and then the, the other thing that I always thought was odd was um, so when he gives her the, the present, it actually has a tag on it that says like to Rebecca from Sam. But if there was a mistake, if that was like a switch up, how did that tag get on that box? I, I don't know. Yeah, they my if I had to guess, they stuck the tag on the wrong box and then yeah. and then grabbed the box. Yeah, but, but you're right. I mean, why? Why check? And and what? Right. And how are like an earmuffs box and like uh, a diamond earrings box the same size? That yeah, I don't that's, get. That's an excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> But now, if they had the time to write a tag, didn't you have the time to just open and peek? Just to, at- yeah, exactly. Just check a little bit. I mean, so anyway, Sam's kind of like up a creek because he, you know, it was a mistake, and you could see on the the flight attendant's face, she's like, you know, like, oops, you know, you get you grabbed the wrong one, but he can't take it back now. And she's a lot calmer than I would have been. Oh, I would have been furious. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> excuse me, but just. just that was the wrong box. Um, I'm going to need those back right now. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it was a present for her mom, wasn't it? Right, right. And then $500. I mean, even Oof. today to spend $500 on a single gift is, a, I mean, for yeah. me, it's a lot. I mean, for me too. Yeah. I never spend that. And this like was total for everybody I know, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this is 20 years ago. So I wonder what the translation would be in value, but oh, that's I mean, true. that's, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, I'll write you a check. I mean, I'm not taking a check for $500 from some stranger I just met off the street. <laughs> That's right. He's like, no, no, cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me the cash. Yes, man. and a copy of your driver's license, please. <laughs> she also, 
you know, to for Sam, to be fair to Sam, she didn't seem like uh, she was 100% with it either. You know, she was she was a little slow on the uptake, just kind of like Woody is, you know, <laughs> a little naive. They're they're not, you know, they're much more trusting than anybody. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes. I did like how um, after he writes her the check uh, and because he gives Rebecca those earrings, she like invites him to like a nice, you know, little well, or what in his mind is like an intimate dinner. I think she even says something like, like mm-hmm. a, a nice little intimate uh, get together or something. And so he's like, Oh, all right. He's thinking he's finally gonna, you know, gonna get with her. And it turns out she, uh, <laughs> she right. like invited half the bar and all the workers and everything in it. Um, yeah. Because when he gives her the earrings and realizes the mistake, he's, he's ready to take them back and, mm-hmm. and explain that it was a mistake. And then, after she invites him, you can see he like the wheels in his head are like, oh, this is totally <laughs> worth it. Okay. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, yeah. and, <laughs> and it's worth $500. So boom, my foot is in the door. And exactly. then, you know, once he realizes, like you said, that it's not just him, it's, he's ready to kick himself again. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that, uh, you know, when he goes to apologize and to, to go pay for it with, you know, with the stewardess to go write her the check or whatever. And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, so I guess that means there's no lingerie parade or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. What should you call it? Uh, a lingerie fashion show. Fashion show. That's what it was. Yeah. Lingerie fashion show. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we could do it another time. And she's like, but it just seemed like such a Christmas thing. It's to a Christmas do. Thing. <laughs> so not only did he get stuck buying those earrings for Rebecca, he lost his chance with the flight attendant yep and and still had no chance with rebecca so still had no it, chance yeah it's just perfect poor guy yeah but woody ends up uh bonding with the the flight attendant as well um yes they're talking about and they they bond over like their favorite uh well or, or their the nativity you know he likes uh balthazar she likes i think melchior or something like that yeah or, yeah yeah. And so uh and then they talk about you know they're both their moms making stuffing like super dry and <laughs> which come on guys come on it still bugs me i know we just talked about it but it still bugs me <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though because no matter what woody says and even though it's like that's gross yeah you just woody is such a lovable character he is though he's got a so good you heart. just yeah. yeah you almost want to say yeah if you love it so much i'll I'll have some with you. I mean, yeah, it's just something so pure in his naivete that you just can't help, but, you know, but, um, but just like the character. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know how anybody could not like him, but I mean, I love him. I love Woody. I do too. He was always one of my favorites, mostly because of his lines like that. Even as a, when I was younger, I just thought this guy gets it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like it's all about the heart and and he really, he has a lot of heart. And I guess that in one sense, um, you know, he had to step in and take over the coach character. Right. right. And so like it it has to have that that uh, like dopey face value type character. Mm -hmm. But the way Woody does it is is so much more streamlined and easier than when coach did it. Mm -hmm. And I like coach. I I do, too. Yeah. You know, but but Woody just fits in so much better. Yeah, I now, think. I, and I agree. Woody came in season three. Um, 
coach was there the first two and he made like a brief appearance uh in, in season three you know a little bit here and there um but the actor i guess had some some serious issues uh health-wise mm-hmm. that he kind of kept secret from a lot of the the crew and so when he passed away they they just they didn't want to recast him which i i mean that's awesome i like when they do that you know honor the the character and the actor as well and so that's when they brought in woody and you're right woody had more of a rapport and i don't know if it's just because of the age like he was more around uh, sam and everybody else's kind of age than coach was you know coach being an older character but he just seemed like he um blended a little bit better and, and he yeah. played off the other guys better and I think another thing in, in that realm is that when we first start Cheers, mm-hmm. Coach is already there. So Coach, um, Carla, and Sam already have this pre-existing relationship right. that we have jumped into. Yes. But then when Woody comes along, he jumps into our relationship. And so we get to get to know him at the same time as them. Yeah. And so you don't feel like you had this the sense of being left out of something or, or like there's an inside joke that you're not a part of because now you're a part of it and, and you're welcoming him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. Uh, wow. I never thought Thank about you. that, um, but you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, we're, we're growing along with them and their rapport. So as their bonds and everything grow, we're, so we're ours. Uh, that's cool. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I always just thought he was funny. Of course. I oh was, yeah. Yeah. I was like that six too. or seven, you know, but <laughs> um, yeah, I like how when Sam gives Woody and Carla their presence, you know, um, Carla gets that soap and she's like so upset that <laughs> it's just soap. <laughs> that always, uh, that, that got to me. I thought that was funny because, you know, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but sometimes, sometimes I'm that guy, especially when I was younger. I remember, you know, it's like, hey, well, how come he got, how come he got right. that? And I only right. got this, you know, when I was a kid. I mean, things oh, like- yeah, because they were, they were totally just kind of like, oh, it, you know, it's cool, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, as if we'll just like anything that you get us. And yeah. then when they see him give the earrings to Rebecca, it was like, oh, well, let's see what he got us. I mean, he doesn't even like her, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's soap. <laughs> he got diamond earrings and we got soap. And we got soap. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, if you think about it, he didn't actually even get her a gift to begin with. So, so, you know, soap, I think to me outranks no gift, but uh, right. yeah, right. As, as soon as the diamond earrings come into play, it's like, Ooh. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. But when she when she tells him, when Carla tells him that like she that uh, Rebecca invited like everybody to the her, her little party. Oh, she bursts and, his bubble so like, bad. I like what he says. He's like, 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 be honest with me here because I'm very fragile right now. <laughs> and like you could just see, you know, as like the the awareness is dawning upon him and how everybody, you know, just just he's getting so crestfallen. She's just like, oh, this is even better than the soap. <laughs> this is like making it worth it. <laughs> I love that she takes such glee in everyone's misery. Yeah. Uh, she's great. I loved uh, Carla. She was uh-huh. so fun. She, Her and Woody, I think, were my two favorites growing up. I and, think I agree with that. And I like Norm. Norm, Norm is fun, but uh, it was always uh, Carla and Woody, I think. They were just. And, and they have a dynamic, you know, the way they play off of each other is 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 really well done mm-hmm. and 
Norm is a great character and so is Cliff. But I think that both Norm and Cliff even get better when they're paired with each other. Yeah. Like when they're when Cliff is giving you one of his Cliff facts and and him and Norm are sitting together and they're like, oh, yeah, you, <laughs> did you know? I didn't know. And, and you're just like, what is this nonsense? But it's hilarious. <laughs> it's always nonsense. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did learn while, while reading about the show is that apparently uh, John Ratzenberger uh, auditioned to play Norm. And uh, they liked him his, so much, although they didn't think he was right for more, Norm, that they actually created the Cliff character. And he was the one that pitched, hey, you know, there's always that bar know-it-all. You know, do you have, did you write one of those for the show? And they're like, yeah, you, <laughs> you, we, you. And so they kind of just came up with Cliff like that. And and he is that guy. You know, there there is always that one guy that just kind of thinks he knows everything. And, you know, he gets really annoying. But at the same time, Cliff... Uh, it, He's also kind of, even though he is a know-it-all, he also is a little bit naive in some of his interactions, especially with Norm. And so yeah. <laughs> I, you're right. When they're paired together, I think they're stronger as characters than when they're apart. Like like Bert and Ernie, you know, kind of vibe. Yeah. Or Statler and Waldorf. You got to have them together, you know? <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> Meanwhile, Norm is a, a, a mall Santa because he's trying to earn a little extra cash. You know, it's Christmas time, stuff like that. So um, I like how he tries to play it off. You know, like, like, no, no, there's no one. Uh, I don't know who this is. When the guy comes to bring him his Santa costume, uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, you're late again. <laughs> and I mean, I think uh, not, not for me, because I'd be like, yeah, that's my costume. But I think some people, uh, I-, I could see how they would definitely be embarrassed by being, you know, um, a Santa like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's at least on television and the movies, it's not always portrayed as being a glamorous job. Right. So it's like when you see somebody has to play Santa, you already know that they're not going to be happy about it for right. the most part. Yeah. Well, uh, Homer Simpson, same thing when he played Santa uh, in the, in the Simpsons debut uh, episode, you know, he was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. But I mean, it's, I like it. I think it's amazing. I mean, you watch like some of those Hallmark movies and, and the guy playing Santa always seems so happy and fulfilling. And so it's, uh, I mean, I guess know your audience, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we used to have a, like a Santa costume that my mom bought when my kids were little. And the idea was to get my uncle to dress up like Santa on Christmas morning, and, mm. you know, bring in some extra presents for the kids nice. or whatever. Yeah. And and it was just for the house. And I remember like he hated doing it. And then as the kids got a little older and and then, you know, my mom would be like, OK, he doesn't want to do it anymore now. Like, who wants to do it now? And nobody would ever volunteer. Everybody was just like, I don't want to do it. Not me. You better sell that suit. Nobody ever <laughs> wants to be Santa. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. I'd, I'd love to be Santa. But I don't quite fit in yeah. the costume and the pillows just look weird on me. So. <laughs> maybe one of these days maybe when i'm older uh but meanwhile um i I love this this other bit where they're you know it's christmas eve so they're trying to get home you know they uh, and i work retail so i understand you know trying to get everybody out the state it's like come on the store closes at six let's get everybody out so they're trying to get their you know those last customers out and then uh norm brings like all his santa class (laughs) in and uh, there's that other patron who's like, oh, I'm waiting for some people. 
and they're like about to kick him out and then they all come in they're just you can just see like the devastation on their face oh, <laughs> we gotta stay it's, here it's scenes like that where carla is like come on come on get out you've been sitting here and he's like no I'm waiting for my friends she's like no you're not get out and, yeah. and then you think <laughs> no, you're like not, yeah. what would you do in real life if if somebody treated you that way while you were sitting you know at a bar or at an establishment you're like how does this place stay in business but exactly yeah we all keep coming back <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not i'm not paying my tab lady or something you know right? let, me speak, I mean, let me speak to a manager i mean you'd say something right? like that she yeah. insults i mean between her and diane diane can't get an order right um <laughs> carla insults everybody and if you don't leave her a good tip she calls you out on it so yeah. it's like it's a miracle that sam still has had that bar for as long as he did <laughs> well you're, you're right about that i mean i know he ended up selling it uh to that company that rebecca owned right and i so i think at this point because this is what season six i think um at this point that company still owned it later on a few seasons later um he's able to actually buy it back right uh, right which is really cool i i like it when he owned it a little bit more i think yeah the rebecca character was a little i guess you know they like the same way they didn't want to just replace like a um like a simile of coach yeah. so they don't want to do a simile of diane you know they don't they don't want just a cardboard cutout right in a new person so you have to come up with a different situation right and i see how they got there but it's it's it always felt a little forced yeah i i, I definitely agree with that and it, i mean again it makes sense you know you you work with people new people come into your life they're not exactly like you know, the person that was there before. And so in a way, at least with me, whenever we we hire new guys, because there's like a few of us that are always there. And then uh, because we're a Christmas store, we're seasonal, uh, we have a lot of workers and we need them, especially, you know, in like November uh, or October, November. And so it's like, okay, well, last year, this guy did this and he was, he was pretty cool. Are you going to be like that? And usually they're their own person. So, I mean, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like you kind of long for that, you know, that that one on one swap out, you know, where it's like, like, no, no, you're just exactly like this other guy. I know how to treat you. I know how to deal with you already. And so uh, I like I, and, and you're right. I like that they didn't do that, you know, just that straight facsimile of it. Um, but at the same time, it did feel a little bit like, well, they could have just brought in a new waitress who was different. You know, they didn't need to. Right to write in this whole subplot about Sam selling and the sub parent company and everything. Although I guess it did provide for some good drama with uh, Rebecca later on, but yeah. And I, I do like that the, the power shift mm-hmm. changed because yeah. before it was Diane was working underneath him. He was a boss, but now Rebecca is his boss. Is uh-huh. But then at the end of the day, even though she was the boss, he still, more or less treated her like he was her boss, except he just did what she said. Right. And so I didn't, I guess maybe that's one of the things that never felt, I don't know what the word is, like cohesive mm-hmm. because they, I I know Sam, Sam, you know, was always chasing the ladies. He was a ladies man. That That's right. his character, you know, but this is your boss. I mean, <laughs> I feel like at some point, that would have made for a better story, which is, yeah, he wanted her, but he had to keep it to himself. He couldn't pursue it because right. this is your boss. Yeah. And 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 it's still, it was like, it's it's just so unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, I, I know exactly what you mean. And of course, nowadays, I don't know if that would fly 
at all in a, in a sitcom even. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's just one of those where, okay, the eighties, different time, I get it. And so you just kind of have to go with the flow with that. But I do like how we start to see some sort of resolution when Norm, when his group is getting ready to leave his group of Santas. And all of a sudden there's, you know, uh, one guy that's like, all right, well, I have a lot of work to do tonight. It's very busy. I got to get going. And they, they have this whole bit where they kind of pause and like, did you hear that? It sounded like sleigh bells. I don't remember that guy from class and uh, <laughs> Frazier who's like listening and watching. And he's, he's just, he's like, wait a minute. Is that sleigh bell? He like actually can kind of hear it. He's like convinced he has, he has that, that moment. Like maybe this guy is the real deal Santa, <laughs> which all right. I, you know, I, I wouldn't doubt it. There's a lot of movies like that where Santa has been there the whole time. Uh, but just as Fraser is like really starting to believe and he thinks he hears the sleigh bells and the, the guy comes in, he's like, oh man, I left my car lights on. My battery's dead. Can someone help me out? <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty, it's very much cheers. Like just when you think, you know, something, uh, you know, like when the, the intensity, the emotional intensity is getting too high, then they kind of break it, you know, with, with like a joke. Yeah. Uh, and they do that again later on as well um, when It's a Wonderful Life comes back on. But I, I like how Fraser is just, he's like so excited. He's like, hey, Lilith, a miracle happened. You know, I, I, I almost felt like the magic of Christmas, uh, like for the first time ever, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she's just excited that, you know, he's not going to be snapping at her anymore, which I get. I mean, we all get grumpy. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, so that's like his big denouement or whatever. And uh, I think I used that correctly. <laughs> it's been a long time since I use the word. Anyway, um, that's like his big moment. And mm -hmm. as all that's going on, he's like, all right, let's sing some Christmas carols. So then he like runs to the piano and like yeah. starts singing, which I thought was kind of cool as well. Uh, right. I, I got all the Christmas feels from that. And his heart grew three sizes. That's it. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> uh, and then uh, they discover It's a Wonderful Life is back on and like, it's the best part. And it's, of course, at the end when they're all mm -hmm. singing. Uh, and and they've saved George and, you know, no man is a failure that has friends, that whole big deal. And as like, the, again, as the emotional intensity and is really ramping up, all of a sudden it's like cuts to like a special, <laughs> special news interruption where apparently some crazy mailman is like chasing a, <laughs> a plane, throwing cans of airport. Chinese food on it. <laughs> Because uh, uh, Cliff, his whole journey is that he's trying to win a trip to Disneyland right. uh, in or Disney World, I, I guess, in Orlando. Mm -hmm. If he got enough canned goods, he was like one can short. But apparently someone in uh, Woody had brought two cans in to, to donate, but didn't place them in the box, but was still early enough that it could have counted for Cliff's uh, actual right. Uh, collection numbers and so he like runs to try to get it done but by this time it's too late of course and yeah he uh, was like chasing the the plane down the runway <laughs> just throwing the cans <laughs> at it <laughs> and that's when we get norm just like oh cliffy cliff, cliff. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of how it ends and i mean there was a lot in this episode that i i really enjoyed it just it was it was a very good cheers episode i thought it was written very well as we mentioned everything just kind of flows seamlessly together um, nothing really sticks out um, 
plot wise, like, like a sore thumb. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good episode. Um, and it has, you know, the, the laughs, the feel good moments. And, and like you said, just when you think they're wrapping it all up at the end, you know, <laughs> having, having the sappy scene on the TV and then here goes the news report with, you know, crazy man <laughs> shut down the airports. So it's, it's, it surprises you, you know, it, it does. Yes, that's exactly right. Of course, Cheers went on to create a spinoff, Fraser, uh, and so several one of the my Cheers. Favorites. Uh, Fraser's good. I, I really like Fraser. Uh, and some of the old cast actually cameoed on it, which I thought yeah, was cool. Yeah, I, I think all of them except Rebecca or Percy Alley. Right. I think she was the only one who didn't. Well, she, I think at this point, was having issues with uh, maintaining her own shows. Like she was mm-hmm. on and off various sitcoms that she was trying to to launch that just were never really quite successful. Uh, it seems like if she had made a cameo, perhaps she could have gotten more play for her own sitcoms. But yeah, you would think that a little exposure on mm-hmm. on Frasier, you know, which was a very popular show. I mean, yeah. it, it also ran for, I believe, 11 seasons, mm-hmm. you know, and- would have helped. And and uh, Seinfeld, which is like my favorite, you know, it was winning all sorts of awards. But towards the end there, Frasier was actually winning even more. Oh, wow. Um, so a lot of times where it was like up against each other, Frasier would, would take it. So, uh, I mean, like if it's that popular, like get on it, you know, promote your show and something. Right. <laughs> Especially when you have such an organic reason to be there. Yes. You know, it's, it's not forced. I mean, I'm sure they could have found a reason for her or actually... The easiest thing when they went back for Cliff's, uh, they went to Boston for Cliff's like retirement party or something. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and they all and and Frazier and his whole family went back. It would have been so easy to have Rebecca there. Yeah, they would have yeah. even had to find a reason for her to be in Seattle. It just would have been, you know, her, just right there where we left her. So yeah, to speak. yeah. Well, I I do like how they they kind of you know because of that show they were able to provide like some closure. Uh, for some of the the characters, you know, like what happened down the line with them. So Sam was like yes. engaged. He ended up calling off the wedding because um, I guess she was a little promiscuous because they were both at like sex addicts. Uh, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and then uh, Shelly Long as well. Her her Diane <laughs> comes back. She's like a failed writer now and is asking Fraser for help. But then in the end, she kind of gets that bug again and, and goes back to try again. I mean, all sorts of things like that. And I really liked that. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and it would have been nice to have like a big cheers reunion, but, uh, and you never know, yeah. they might, they're doing all sorts of reunions nowadays. Fresh Prince had theirs and uh, uh, friends had theirs. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a cheers reunion. That'd but, be pretty cool to see. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that, <laughs> but it does make me wonder. So um you know, uh, what would you say would be your hap hap happiest memory or moment of the special or or the cheers in general? So I don't know if this is going to sound corny, but it was when the theme song started playing. No, it, it doesn't sound corny at all. It was like, I didn't even want to skip it. I sang along. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it just had that feeling of yeah. of nostalgia and and being a kid when you knew that you know as a kid you didn't have responsibilities you knew that somebody was taking care of you, you just things were good you know yeah. overall Thing, things were easy and and it just made you feel like a happy a happier time not not that things are unhappy but you know just a less good stressful place. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to pay bills 
No. So, <laughs> <laughs> like if I could go back and just not pay bills, uh, that would be awesome. So right. And right. I could do that now, but that would probably be, be pretty bad. So right, like uh, your worst problem back then was like finishing your homework in time to, you know, watch TV or something. Exactly. You know, just, yeah. Yeah. Or, or begging to stay up late, you know, whatever, just nothing, you know, just no real problems, at least as a, as that kind of kid that I was, you know, right. just, Yeah. Yeah. No, same, same. I completely understand. I think for me, uh, of the series as a whole, it mm-hmm. would definitely be, uh, playing that last theme song on stage, uh, at that concert. That was cool. And it, it just reminded me of, of everything, but I, I do remember actually like sitting down, uh, and watching the show with my folks, you know, and so I don't have like a specific moment, but just, right. I just, I have this memory of, you know, just sitting on our couch. It was like this awful, ugly eighties couch and just, uh, just watching the show. And it was great. You know, it was everything that, that we wanted to, <laughs> to be entertained with. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. But now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little bit, I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode. And then I'll put it up to to the audience or audience, the listeners to mm-hmm. vote. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the winner gets totally rad Christmas sticker unless I win, in which case I get nothing. Uh, so but, this this might be the first time you win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I doubt it. <laughs> it's been like 80 something episodes. I still haven't won. <laughs> Uh, I have a feeling my, at this point, the listeners just don't like me winning. So, (laughs) and you know, there were a few times I thought I did better, but (laughs) oh, well, uh, but yeah, just kind of set up the scene, you know, uh, for us a little bit. And then as a guest, I'll let you go first and just kind of go for it. Um, so it was actually kind of hard to choose because there was a lot of moments where we like, really, (laughs) there were a few. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but when he is talking and I, I don't remember her name. Um, the flight attendant. Right. Yeah, and and that around. whole exchange when she sees him sitting after the last um, store closed and the snow falls on him and he's like cold and wet and dejected. And, you know, she just kind of comes to rescue him. And he's like, wow, do you have wings, too? And she's like, I do. I'm a flight attendant. And you're like. <laughs> And, and then as she's going through the bag and yep. telling him, oh, but how about this? And how about this? And, oh, you don't want that. That's a silk teddy. And she's like, is there anything better than just a new silk teddy? And I'm like, why are you telling this random <laughs> this, man this, this complete stranger. at 10 o'clock at night? I mean, did you have no home training? Why are you even talking to strangers? Yep. Stranger danger, people. Stranger oh danger. Uh, stranger danger. That's right. <laughs> that's good no that was good uh for me and there were a few yeah you're right there was a few lines that were just like uh 80s writing uh but in this case it was um so this is when woody's talking about his uh the show that he's going to be in and he says that he's going to be playing the the king of the flakes and cliff just kind of dead you know stares at him deadpan and goes that'll be a stretch Yeah. So, I mean, I was just like, okay, like you could have said anything. There's a, there's a bunch of comebacks you could have made and you just chose that'll be a stretch. Like, come on. Cliff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, you could tell that it was still that infant, like writing has progressed nowadays. So a lot of it is trying to be a little more realistic. Whereas mm-hmm. I think 
the eighties was like that still kind of transitional period where they kind of held over from like the sixties, seventies style writing, you know, into more like the nineties and beyond writing, you know, where, and it's the same with acting, like, like acting started tending more towards realism, you know, in that era. And so I think the writing, especially that, I mean, that's, come on, there's like a million lines you could have said that would be better. But anyway. And I think, but see that line, Uh well, it may not be, you know, a great line, but those are also the kind of covert comebacks that continued on into Frasier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In Cheers, there's a lot of overt um, comebacks where it's like very blatant in your face insult mm-hmm. um and then the underhanded ones which are kind of just more simplistic and and maybe not even for everybody you know because mm-hmm. some some people might not even catch the meaning right but i like maybe not that particular one but i like those yeah because those are the ones that you're like oh i caught that <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there yeah yeah i got you yeah <laughs> that's cool oh but you know i i gotta ask so gi joe they taught us that knowing is half the battle what do you think the other half is not waiting until 10 p.m on christmas <laughs> eve to shop for someone you know you're gonna see <laughs> even if you decide not to give it to her maybe you just want to have it in your back pocket yeah yeah, that's a good one. That's that's better than mine. <laughs> mine was uh so if knowing's half the battle, the other half is making sure it's a date before spending five hundred dollars on <laughs> earrings. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. <laughs> and you know, that's just good advice for life, guys. <laughs> don't spend five hundred dollars on earrings if you don't know if it's a date or not. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good lesson. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, Lisa, it's been fun talking this with was you. so much fun thank you uh, um you know what do you want to plug tell me about your show okay so my show i am one half my other half is agnes and agnes and i have been friends since the third grade um what we do is it's a watch rewatch so the premise is that one of us has seen a show thinks the other should watch it because they haven't so right now we are doing lost um for those of you who don't know it was a very big and iconic show on ABC um, in the early 2000s. And I've seen it and she hasn't. And she hates it, actually. (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, she's going to love it. This is a great show. You have to totally watch this. And she is not a fan. So every episode we go through, we drink and we talk about it. um, Well, chronologically may not be the best word to use when you're talking about Lost, but episodic. Um. And every week, it's just me telling her why this is a great show and her saying, okay, how many more episodes till we're done? <laughs> um, <laughs> when we are done, she'll get to pick a show and, and you know, we'll just continue like that. Um, nice. So we can be found pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you could also head on over to sassandsips.com and that will link you over to everything. Um, social media, podcast platforms. Yeah, it has all our episodes there, um, any ways to contact us. And we hope that you check us out. Um, we th- we think that we're a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. It is fun for sure. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm having I'm having so much fun doing it um, with her. Uh, she is one of my best friends and we've known each other forever and we don't live in the same state um, anymore. So this is a really it, it's just been really fun for us to stay connected 
through this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and and I love that you can tell that you guys have been friends for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it just uh, you get that vibe <laughs> right away. So yes, definitely check them out. It's a fun show. You'll laugh, which I love. <laughs> like you. those are my favorite kind of podcasts where you laugh. <laughs> so oh, yeah, we never take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> um, the first few episodes in the beginning are a little rough around the edges. Um, you know, mm-hmm. first yeah, for us. So they always are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, if you do give us a, a chance, um, please, please try to stick in it because it, it does get a little better. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Well, thanks again. It, it was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Thank you. Thank and, you. And I'm going to end it by saying, doesn't that just epitomize the spirit of Christmas in the 80s? A gaggle of pie-eyed Santa Clauses all trying to find a designated driver to take the sleigh ride home. So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Fraser, finally getting into the spirit of Christmas, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. Hey there, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And together, we are Sass and Sips, a watch, rewatch podcast. We want to personally invite you to check out our podcast, where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives. One who has seen the show before. And one who's not so sure. While we drink a lot. <laughs> I mean, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> Every season, we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show, Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe. Because we're down for all of it. Yes. So listen with your bestie, open your favorite bottle, and sip and sass with Sass and Sips.